Pickaxe. Good morning and welcome back to the Triforce podcast. Mm. We're Hi. back. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. <laughs> By the time you uh, listen to this, we will be balls deep in Jingle Jam. We will be ready to nut in Jingle Jam. But there we will, will still be, be jingling and jamming will Christmassy be. nut. So it hard. Is 30 days, half September, April, June and November. So Jingle Jam starts manana. Yeah, it mm-hmm. starts tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, that's what manana means, lads. That's what I said. I thought that meant money. No. <laughs> Give me your manana. Give me all your manana. Put the manana yeah. in the bag Gracias. right now. Gracias. Ah, <laughs> uh, um. Well, good. That's that's wonderful to hear that that means that. Um. So yesterday to launch the jingle jam, I went in a hot air balloon. Um, nice. Which was pretty fucking cool, guys. Don't know if you've been in one. No. Never. Uh, don't know if you've ever think thought about going in one. No, it's never. a bucket list thing. I reckon you should do it. It's 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 cool. It feels uh, like I would be very scared the whole time. Well, I was scared before, obviously, about it, and I didn't really want to do it. And then the day got closer, and I was like, I guess it's just one of those things I have to do mm-hmm. because you know that's what you do, isn't it? Just. To, be be the be a man man up and get over your fears. Hey, Richard Branson did it. So it, well, and almost died. <laughs> yeah. Well, so did Lewis, probably. Yeah. I mean, well, we, we did talk about this. We don't know how we, close I, he I had, got. <laughs> I sort of had forgotten that we were doing this, and then it suddenly was like today, and I was like, oh crap. So I went down, got a balloon, went up in the sky, and it's cool. It's like about a thousand feet up which is about the height of the shard, he flags. Mm. So imagine you're at the top of one of these very yeah. tall buildings. So you, You've, everyone's been up. Terrifyingly really building, high right? is what you're saying. Pretty high. Um, you could obviously see all the miniature cityscape around you, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, it's, kind of an, it's kind of far away enough that everything looks like interesting, Yeah. but not far away enough that it's all flat, you know? It felt like that when I was up the, um, the thing in Tokyo, the, the massive mega... One of the, the tallest buildings in the world in Tokyo. Everything was so it was so high. So it was like you were in a plane. You know, it, it didn't Roppongi, really feel. Was it Roppongi Towers? No, it was the, it was the it was the other other one. Oh, I don't, the I other say, one. I want to say Tokyo Tower, but it's the not to- the Towers of Tokyo. It's not called that. Or maybe it is. Anyway, it's a super super fucking tall tower. That's, and was 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 frightening. But the hot air balloon actually not so frightening like you're you're fairly hemmed in because the basket's really small it's just mm. me duncan and this this pilot andrew and we were trying to like film bits and vlog bits and he constantly would like chip in oh yeah <laughs> well, he was like, like joining like, in yeah he was like joining <laughs> in, like fairly just like... releasing some air boys <laughs> <laughs> we're going down fellas <laughs> doing air I, I, again exactly he was like this and so of course it's silent up there it's like really serene and like blissfully quiet but then every so often he pulls the trigger on the flames it goes yeah, yeah makes a lot of noise. Like the noise. loudest thing you've ever heard. And, you know, me and Duncan are like, we get the phone out and we're like, hi guys, so we're hearing a... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, he would do it on purpose at yeah. like the most awkward times. Like, he always like hated us um, filming in his hot air balloon. Um, what was the um what was on the um the fabric of his hot air balloon? Was it just a color or did he have some sort of cool 
so hopefully you will have seen it by this point the podcast goes out but it's it's the wallace and gromit grand appeal um hot air balloon oh. so they they always wanted a hot air balloon because bristol you know it's famous for its balloons and they're very yeah. bristol centric ardman here wallace and gromit children's hospital it serves like the whole southeast it's uh southwest it's like a big deal right mm-hmm. um and so they they tried to get like a gromit um balloon but it didn't look right without the ears mm. and they couldn't get the ears on properly so then they were like oh, how about like a, a wallace one but then they realized that that looked like a weird giant head yeah and it was just kind of weird and then they tried a few <laughs> other tried yeah. a few other options that didn't work and then they eventually got this um rocket but as soon as it was finished um covid happened and it went into storage and they hadn't had an excuse to get it out since so we were like we're doing where do we, we we're doing jingle jam this would be a good way to launch jingle jam um and it's it's cool. It's a big, cool orange rocket—the one they sent to the moon in the movie. It's a bit grand, a the grand day reference. Out. Yes, the grand day out. So yeah, it's the grand appeal. They they came along. They brought along a news crew from BBC Points West. Nice. Um, who who covered us famously about five years ago? Wow. Yes. Uh, uh, on the telly, it's funny, really, when traditional media tries to cover Jingle Jam um, because it's kind of adorable. Um, it obviously doesn't move the needle for us in any way. <laughs> you know, it's not like someone's some grand scene jingle jam. Oh, it, those boys look nice. I wonder what they're doing. I bet they're playing Minecraft. <laughs> uh, how do I install? Uh, how do I use a computer to go onto Twitch? Do you know what I mean? Like, mm, it's, it's a bit of an ask to make it. Um, but it's always flattering when they do cover us. Anyway, Hot Air Balloon, fantastic, by the way. You should definitely do it if you get a chance. It's really calm, obviously punctuated by the flames. But if, you, if the guy gives you some warning of when they're coming, it's not so shocking. Mm. Um, and we just, so normally the way it happens in Bristol, I don't know if you know this, but they launch all the balloons over on Ashton Court, which is this big um, old mansion house with a park around it. And the winds are normally blowing east, Woodley from the west um and so they fly over the city right today we launched in the well yesterday we launched in the middle of the city um and we thought we were going to be all flying east but of course the wind was blowing you're at the whims of the wind right with with these balloon launches. did you have a westerly was it was it a westerly exactly yeah it was a westerly oh, wind. oh man and so it blew us towards Ashton court but the guy was like, I reckon I could just land us in the balloon landing grounds in Ashton Court. And I was like, how do you do that? And he was like, well, I've been doing it for a long time. I know how to fly a balloon. <laughs> I'm like, well, obviously. He's not just going to tell you how to do it. He doesn't but, want but... everybody just knowing how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought they were at the whims of the wind. But apparently, no, you can like properly guide an air balloon when you're in the air which is amazing to me imagine you got couldn't? like a propeller or anything on it um they'd be all what... over the damn place you can have well, people landing in the ocean and stuff like you you'd, you'd have to be able to i don't think anybody would do it if you couldn't control it like it'd be it'd just be a lottery right all right i'm going up <laughs> i don't know guys, if i'm maybe. coming back I, I, I'm, <laughs> this I is the risks we take when we go up is, in these this things this is the life of a balloonman this mm. is what it is uh i think you have weights on the balloon and if i remember rightly yeah you just hang the weights They're on like one big side. saddlebags yeah yeah you gotta, and it's you gotta sort of, clip them on and then... it's sort of like leaning one way or the other yeah. and i think if the, the i don't know if the correct term would be the the angular momentum of the bag i don't know what that is but it's i'm just chucking it out there if you're changing the weight on one side of the basket, it's going to sort of act as like as if you were leaning to one side and it'll, it'll go that way a bit more, I guess. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. He said he was like corkscrewing it to like get it. To, yeah. And, and also he said he was looking down at like where the um, smoke would come out of like chimneys and stuff. Right. To see which way oh, the wind, wind was going. I mean, I'm sure yeah. it's a real art. I so mean, how many balloons like, are there? Really? Go to, he, would like, he would look down to like find the areas where. Oh, it's really interesting. Anyway, really cool. Did a really cool balloon trip. Had a nice time. I'd read a bit about balloons as well. Like before, yeah. there was like a there was like a jewel famously on hot air balloons I knew about, where they both went up. Each of them shot the other's balloon out, and wow. they both fell and died. Jesus. <laughs> okay, here, look, I got a link for you. Um, in uh, general, here you go. Okay, feast your eyes sure. on this. You're gonna oh. love this. The Gatineau Oof. Hot Air Balloon Festival. This is like the Bristol Hot Air Balloon Every Festival. Every year, baby. Like. I used to, Gat- we used to see these balloons up in the sky all, like during the summer. You get to the peak of the summer and you see these bad boys up there and you knew the Hot Air Balloon Festival was on. I, now, I didn't the- know anything about the balloons, but I just remembered that they used to have sometimes colorful like uh, logos for like estate agents and other other like local stores and stuff like they that. They are so cool. I mean, yeah. they're like 100 feet high. Yeah. These mm. balloons. They're massive. They, they're so visually stunning. Like oh, yeah. when we went over the city, um, I was t- I overheard someone. I was whenever we came back, I went to a coffee shop and. Someone, the person in front of me in the queue was like, did you see that balloon going over? <laughs> and I, I didn't say anything to them. But then later on, someone else told me that there was a, a balloon that got over independently today. And I, I almost was like, I was in that balloon. That was me. <laughs> but I just didn't want to uh, be that guy. I, I'm, I'm the kind of person who I think, first of all, why take a risk? You know what I mean? Sometimes those things go down. And I'm sure they go down more often than, say, a commercial plane. Especially That's if there's a jewel, thing. sir. Indeed. I don't, I don't um, know. If, well, but also, also <laughs> I, I feel like it's the kind of thing where I'd be up there, and for the first five or maybe even ten minutes, I'd be like, well, this is nice. But then it's like, how long is this ride? It's like, oh, two hours. I'd be like, oh, fuck. Oh, there's no way it's two, two hours. hours. How Nobody's... long were you up there for? Probably like an half hour. an hour, maybe, or like 45 minutes. It's not going to take you up that long. That's a long well, okay, time. Yeah. So... You're going to spend the first 20 minutes white-knuckling the side, unable to feel your legs and shitting your pants. And then just as you <laughs> ease into, oh, maybe I can get used to this, you'll be descending. Like, uh, that's normally how those things go, right? I think I'd be bored five minutes in. I'd be like, well, how much more of this is there? You are right. It's like, it's like a lot of prep, a lot of like, you know, making sure you get getting ready and tell it, don't, don't touch that and, you know, don't do this, all this stuff, you know, this is this thing. And you go up, it's quite quick, goes up pretty quick and suddenly you're in the air and it's fairly consistent. And yeah, you're right, like fairly slow for the next like half an hour or whatever and then you start the landing procedure which is like you start grazing the top of trees you start like thinking are we gonna land here and like bobbing up and down because it's like well this is a bad place to land so we're gonna have to go up again you go down again Mm. i mean until eventually um the landing happens and you know you want to land on like a slightly inclined slope and you want to sort of lean back so the basket doesn't tip over these are all the sort of slightly. These little... are really good ballooning tips. Thanks very much. Yeah, yeah like... excellent. <laughs> You're welcome if you ever need them. But like, actually, one of the things that we were chatting about was um, how dangerous it was. Because I, because Ben had told me that ballooning was like the least dangerous way to travel. Okay, or something like this. And right. so I was saying, oh, you know. But, well, but that's the way how they, they went it... around the, the around the world in eighty days, isn't it? That they did it in a balloon, so it well, well, has to be safe. Did they do the whole well, thing in a balloon? I think in they 80 did. Days around the world, yeah, I don't think so. Have, that would have yeah. been a very boring story. I thought yeah. they had well, to take I mean, all kinds of different uh, forms of transport. Eighty days, 
I'm pretty around sure they the did. world. I, I'm not even sure they used a balloon at all. I don't even I know if it was 80 days. Wasn't it 180? No, it's 80 days. Oh, 80, 80, 80 days around the world. That was the TV show, remember? Uh, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a movie too, right? Where they had to go around the world. There was like a prize and everybody's racing. Yeah, it's a Jules Verne yeah. book. And Phileas Fogg, uh, a wealthy English gentleman living a solitary life in, in London. Despite his wealth, he lives modestly and carries out his habits with mathematical precision. He's a member of the Reform Club, where he spends the best part of his days. Having dismissed his valley for bringing him shaving water at a temperature slightly lower than expected, Fogg hires Frenchman Jean Passepartout as a replacement. And then they decide to get involved in a race. Um, uh, he yeah, can travel around the world in 80 days. He accepts a wage of £20,000, half of his fortune, from fellow club members to compete such a journey within this time period. Passepartout accompanying him, Fogg departs by train. To win oh. the wager, he must return to the club by the same time on the 21st of December. I thought it was mostly balloon, but maybe I'm wrong. No, just, they take a the... steamer from London to Suez, then right. a steamer across the Red Sea, then yeah. they take rail, then a steamer, then a steamer, then a steamer, then a train, then a steamer. That's so a lot at of no steamers. point do they get in a balloon. Yeah. God damn, did they have time <laughs> really? to even do the race with all those steamers? <laughs> 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 Looks like there's what? no balloon in it, just in the cartoon. Oh, weird. Okay. But my 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 visual memory seems to associate a balloon with that every time. But maybe, That's because uh, of the TV show, the cartoon. Yeah, it, it was be. a cartoon, 80 Days Around the World. Yeah. Oh, the big, the, I remember the big spoiler plot point, which I really liked about that movie, that I, that, about that book. They're still, I'm not quite familiar and quite Don't understand spoil how it, it works. But, or at least do a disclaimer first. Spoiler for... 80 days around the world. Good, thank you very much. <laughs> From 1895. Well, probably. it's never too late. They get there, and according to his diary, they've done over 80 days, right? So they're like too late. Oh. So they think they've arrived on boxing. They day, failed. Right? But they forgot to take into account that they crossed the international date line. Oh. So they gain a whole day. Oh my God, what a technicality. So in fact, they arrive there mm. and they suddenly realize, oh shit, it is, it's actually, we haven't failed. We've, we're on time. We can still make it back Man, to the Man, I'm using that one time. next year for my tax return. <laughs> Hell yeah. I thought that was a really, it's just such that a good. genius. It's genius. Um, so you'd have to read the book now. Uh, I guess like, you know, it kind of explains what happens in the title anyway. It's a very good title. Anyway, we were chatting away about this on the on the hot air balloon, how dangerous it is to fly these balloons. Uh -huh. And because I was sort of saying um, they measure it by mile, right? Like planes are the safest way to travel by mile because we're doing like 9,000 miles in a fucking journey sometimes. Mm, whatever, yeah, right? yeah. But per, per actual trip, planes are obviously a lot less safe. How so? Uh, on average. Well, because a lot of people make a lot of trips, you know, there's a, a lot of people, like bikes are quite dangerous, right? Because they get hit a lot by cars and cars are very dangerous because a lot of people will die in cars all the time, right? Yeah. But, and, but a lot of people make very short car trips and bike trips where they don't die. Whereas planes per trip are more dangerous. Do you see what I mean? I see. It's yeah, depends, it depends how you if measure. If there is a plane crash, tons of the people metric. die on it, right? That's why. Yeah. And planes, and people have died in planes. Compared to the millions of car trips that are made, there's, yeah. well, probably billions of car trips. I don't know. There's, there's not so many. Anyway, so we're talking about this hot air balloon thing being like, oh, this is the safest way to travel, blah, blah, blah. You know, of course, it's going to be the safest thing if you say, oh, no one's died in the last year. That means it's got a 0% chance 
chance of you, you know, dying in a high event. I'd say the odds have gone up, but that's the gambler's fallacy. Would you rather, well, okay, if your plane was crashing, would you would you just want to uh, die or survive? Because I feel like, I, I, I feel like people are like, well, obviously I'd want to live. I don't know if I'd want to live after surviving a plane crash. I think that would be horrific. Why? You would be scarred for the rest of your damn life. You, I don't even but think you would you'd be ever, alive. Yeah, I don't think you'd ever sleep again. You'd be like, you'd probably grind your teeth into like stubs and everything. Like it'd be awful. I, I, I feel like your quality of life would be impacted so much after that. I mean, unless it was like a, you know, I, I don't know, like it, like it, unless it wasn't like a horrific, horrific crash. But like if it was one where there was like. A plane where everybody died except for like five people on a flight with like 300 people or something. I don't know if I'd want to be a survivor, you know what I mean? Because you would see think, some horrendous shit for I sure. I mean, I'm sure you would. It would be it would be the most traumatic thing imaginable. Yeah. But as, uh, as we know, the dead know only one thing. It is better to be alive. So I would say I would like to survive. Well, right. All right. Interesting. But I mean, I just, I'm just saying, like, uh, I'm just putting that out there. You're, 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 you're never gonna fly again. Yeah, right? I don't care about that. I've, I've, I'm alive. I mean, yeah, you I know, guess. P people survive crazy shit. All you just the time. like scale it back. You, you have to deal yeah. with it, scale it back, and then yeah. just. You'd be like Quentin George. You'd have to I go ain't off the grid. Put that life yeah. jacket on again. <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm, I, I shouldn't be because, but I'm. I'm saying though. I think so, it would just be so fucking awful. I can't think of much worse. I mean, there is worse for sure, but I, I think it would just be horrendous. So we were in this hot air balloon, right? We hadn't even been in it for like ten minutes when, because me and Doug were talking about how safe it was. Anyway. Uh, the, 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 the pilot chimes in, of course, as he did to all of our little conversations, and says, uh, well, actually, my, my mate from Bristol died in a balloon. Oh, fuck. Uh, just recently. Hell. And I was like... You should have you should have called him up on that. You should be like, don't <laughs> bring the tone down. <laughs> trying to have fun here. Well, the, I went this silent. This is meant to be fun. <laughs> I went silent, I looked him in the eye, and I looked Duncan in the eye, and I, like, I, I didn't roll my eyes, but I sort of, like, went... I, I I was like, you know, and that is I saw heavy. It in, in my head, I was you like, you got a lot of shit to deal with on your first balloon <laughs> trip as well. I was like, I like look down, you know, at the fucking ground fall, falling away. <laughs> oh man, right. that's rough. Okay, so jeez, yeah, it's just like I was like. You know, fucking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe save that one till after we've yeah, landed. Yeah, right. Jeez. Jeez. Oh, fucking hell. Mm. Hey, welcome aboard my train. Uh, by the way, my whole family died on this train. Uh, <laughs> well, anyway, choo choo, <laughs> off we go. <laughs> oh dear. Um, I've uh, I've I've purchased something that arrived this morning, oh. gents. Oh, okay. Talking of transport. Is it a uh, new I've... coat? No, I oh. got my new coat last week. You <laughs> yeah, of course you did. Yeah, of course. Uh, and it's a, it's good. I'm happy with my new coat. No, nice. this, is a, this is a steering wheel. Oh. It's a Logitech steering oh. wheel. Oh, I saw the tweet. Uh, I know where this yeah. is going. With pedals. All right. Um, with pedals. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was playing Euro Truck Simulator 2 yesterday. Very for the first nice. Time. Very nice. It was for, for like four quid in the Steam sale. Jeez. How much did you pay for this fucking steering wheel? Uh, 20 pounds. My God. Sh Hold on. I've got to say that because Mrs. F is listening in the next room. And I told her I only spent 20 quid on the steering wheel. It was over 100 pounds. Fucking hell. You're having a midlife. This is a midlife crisis. No. You're in it. 
No, over a hundred these started. things. That's a lot of money to spend on these a things. Look steering like wheel. Multiple Come on, hundreds. Man. They look like they're multiple hundreds. That's... This one is like two hundred twenty. I remember starting. when Duncan bought a flight stick and it had pedals and thrusters and stuff, and I thought that yeah, cost this that cost like three hundred pounds. This guy is royally. Where did you fucked. find it? Where did you get it for a hundred pounds? We're always. I did. You got the hookup for the. I'm lying. I'm lying again. I'm lying again. It was, it was much more than that. Jesus Christ, man! Is it what? Is it plated in gold? <laughs> it was. A, it was. Let me see how much it was. Hold on. It oh, was. God. It was two hundred pounds. Is it, is it coated in Gandhi's cum or something? Like, no, why it was, is it so expensive? Because uh, it was two hundred and nineteen pounds. Fucking oh, hell! Yeah, for the steering wheel and the pedals. You're gonna be but in the doghouse forever. I, no, she, 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 she doesn't. She stopped listening. Now she stopped listening to the podcast a long time ago. Here's, oh, that's good. That's good to hear. Here's that's the good. thing. Here's the thing. Oh. I, I don't buy myself things very often like that. I really don't. Right. And I just right, thought. Right. I mean, when was last? Last time I bought something really stupid that I, I want to play. <laughs> oh my god! Driving games and there's a bunch of good driving games yeah. at, at the moment. I thought, why not? And it's always sucks to play them on a controller. I like driving, so let's go. And I fucking bought it. And I don't fucking have to apologize. Wait. Why am I whispering? No, no, no. Well, you don't. I was playing. I, oh, I played a god. bunch of Gran Turismo not too long ago with uh, with a bunch of my friends from uh, Canada. So right. we had uh, we were on Discord and everybody was like sharing video, right? Because um, we, we haven't seen each other for a while. It's like during COVID and stuff. We're playing this game. We're all in different time zones and stuff. So some people are like in their, their gym jams and other people are just, you know, starting their day, whatever. And uh, so my friend turns his on and he's got a whole fucking steering wheel, gaming chair, everything. And everybody was laughing at him. Mm. But then he absolutely wrecked us at grant like of, it, of course. there was nothing i mean this guy was lapping all of us like we could not even uh, like you you'd make one mistake and he was just like two laps ahead of you like it was insane so i mean maybe there's something in the in the steering wheel i always just thought it was a bit silly but you know he's he's pretty good i mean well, he's amazing he's probably the best <clears throat> practice i guess um race driver I i've ever we, met so we we've, we would have done the farming sim stream already but every year we duncan bought a farming sim it looks like one of those th things on uh, when you go to a bowling alley mm. like the helper thing the metal frame helper oh, thing yeah. yes where one kids for little kids down. or yeah, quite yeah. frankly for ladies so yes carry on it's it's basically a steering wheel with a big um, metal frame with some pedals at the bottom and it's got all the farming sim controls it's got like 12 buttons and like a little joystick so you can and a, feel like you're a in, a, thing. in a tractor yes um, and every year Duncan fucking dusts it off and and tries to get it working and most of the time we can't get it working anyway have you seen these um have you seen the people that are um like airplane airliner enthusiasts that build like full cockpits yeah, in their house and yes With multiple monitors them. we did oh my god and remember the, the guy who felt that he should be considered a pilot yes yeah that was one. a good one too and uh, <laughs> do we and i'm sure i'm sure i don't remember the exact discussion but i'm sure we mentioned how much all of the the flight simulator dlc costs because it's oh like, no we didn't talk about that it's like tens wow. of thousands of pounds like it's no. insane. yeah let me just check for you hang on i'm sure we have done this before but i always find it incredible every time i look it up uh flight, flight simulator x flight simulator the... x is uh i think the one that has oh no that's not it all of it hang on what was the new one called the latest one was just uh flight simulator something i don't know 
So there's oh, 234 DLCs for this game. Yes. Um, I can't even show them all on one uh, list because it only goes up to 200. Mm. Um, on average, it looks like a DLC costs about 19.99. I'd say on average, some are yeah. cheaper, more expensive uh, than others. Um, how do I show the total if I wanted to buy all of this? Select unowned DLC, two thousand nine hundred uh, and forty pounds. That is wow. that's wild, eh? Crazy. That's a, that's only the first. And half, um, yeah. and the only other game I can think, I think there's a train simulator as well. Train Simulator has tons of them oh, as well. Yeah, I think if you want to buy all of the Train Sim, it's about £25,000 to yeah. buy all of the DLC. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. And, but, uh, I mean, obviously you wouldn't, but you know, you would buy the specific bit you want, but it's still crazy to think about. Yeah, there's 722 DLCs for Train, train Simulator, and they average at about $17.99, I'd say, at a quick glance. So, yeah, that's wow. going to be a lot. And then the Are obvious these, one, The Sims mm. 4, I think clocks in at just over a grand for all of the, the expansions and DLCs. There's a new one coming out in like a week for The Sims 4. I mean, Sims 4, <laughs> that actually sounds like something that you would actually want to buy all the DLCs for. My, Not I all can of tell them. You, my Not youngest has bought a lot of DLC for that. It, it's but, a, it is a good game, to be fair. I've been playing it, it recently. She, she loves it, it is it, funny man. as hell, but yeah. some of the DLC is definitely you can skip, safely I, I skip. Think I think the thing is, a lot of people think of DLC as being like cash grabby mm -hmm. and, and, and bad. But the way I see it, if you really love a game and mm -hmm. you put a lot of hours into it, I mean, I, I've spent thousands on Dota and it's a free game. And if you told me now to, that if I wanted to get into Dota, I needed to buy all of the stuff that I've bought over the 11 years I've been playing Dota, I would balk at the idea and say, no, I'm not spending that much money. Um, and you might feel that you're kind of missing out on something. Yeah. Whereas I think I think with train sim and stuff, people look at the DLC and think, oh, well, I'll just buy the ones I want. But with something like Hearts of Iron or Stellaris or Europa Universalis, you look at all the DLC and you, it's like you, the base game is no longer yeah. valuable yeah, yeah. because of all the stuff that's been it's added a, it, on. That it, becomes, it just becomes a service, right? Because yeah. no, nobody's working on a game for 10 plus years. I mean, The Sims 4 came out in like 2012 or something, 20 right. whatever, whenever it came out. And nobody's working on a game for that long, right? The only I mean, way yeah, people we... are working on a game for that long is if they're continuing to produce content that people pay for. Oh, I see for, what right? you're saying. Sorry, because I was going to say they definitely are still working on it because they're. Oh yeah, DLC. no, they absolutely are. Right, yeah, right, because right. they make a shit ton of money. Right. Off it still, but I mean, the, the it, DLC keeps the game going. It's the same sure. as a, it, it's it's a similar model to like a like an MMO, right? Like people, yeah, yeah. People play WoW pay subscription and buy all the expansions when they come out and i right. think we need a different word for it like because cyberpunk phantom liberty was like a, a dlc but it's like 25 quid it's an expansion and it's and it is this huge amount of work like apparently you know compared to it's everyone's quite impressed with it because it came out what, two and a half years after cyberpunk right but sold about five million copies right now Cyberpunk sold like 25 million. Yeah. So that's like a 20% attachment rate. But that's very, very, very high. Uh, unusually high. And obviously they put a lot of marketing behind it. And, and Cyberpunk, know, Cyberpunk didn't have the greatest audience. launch either, right? Like it was it had uh, no, the worst launch. No. It had a really bad launch. But they, did a, a very, they did a recent sort of victory lap where they sort of were very much like, oh, 
we've fixed it it's good now come play it yeah. and i think everyone and i played it and really really enjoyed it mm-hmm. and i think i I'm heard that it is the, a lot of people recommend it now but i'm gonna yeah. be playing the dlc I, I, I'm gonna Christmas. Play it, at the when, time when it was just so hyped beyond any reasonable measure that i think people were just going to be disappointed no matter what but it had so many issues as well, so you can understand why people. I, I'm I, hoping that I Starfield think, um, will do the same in yeah, two and a half years. Yeah, I was, I was gonna, yeah. I was just gonna say I could see something like that. I think this is all about another. The well, another of... recent game that, that that is gonna be like that is City Skylines Two. It's had a oh my god, yes. fucking horrendous. Absolutely. Absolutely, unfortunately, because it is such a such a, the 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 first game is such a a good game. Another game with a bunch of DLC that if you were to come in now, you'd say, God, that's a lot of money to spend. But yeah, the point is, if you get in if it's a game you really love and i loved city skylines yeah. loved it really excited for the second one we did a, a video for it it was fun to play it was fun it is a good now, it is a good base game it just has so many issues exactly exactly i know people saying that one, one of the issues is that they they'd pitch this idea of it's it's all connected and it's all you know the businesses it, it, try, it the, tries to be but it has but so it many so many um bugs that it just none of it works but and, even the bugs aside yeah. you can have unconnected industry and it'll still export and import yeah like you can have a completely isolated so i i think a lot of the time with these games when they come out uh they've they've oversold it obviously before launch it's going to yeah. do this it's going to be wonderful I don't know if the programmers are involved. I think it's just the marketing team are like looking at the original yeah, these, design these are, document. These are business decisions. They, yeah. they, they're, they're hassling developers to say, can you get it into this sort of shape? And yeah. the whole time they're probably like, no, not really, but we'll try. And, yeah. You they're know. like, do we just need it out? Yeah. Because the thing is, you know, it's going to make some money. People are going to buy it. They're going to be disappointed. But then much like Cyberpunk, you can do some big fix it patch two years down the line oh, yeah. with the money that you've made from the uh the the new dlc that fixes it all and people will be like oh my god it's back and it's like you've had another launch and yeah. i guess people love a comeback story it's like a game's comeback they do story. but i think i think pre- people more so than a comeback story love a nice smooth launch and <laughs> yeah, to yeah. have a game that was uh advertised to them with, with yeah, the, the stuff a... that they advertised actually working i mean it's not it's but not do, do it's, you it's, think... it's, it, i'd say it's not that difficult maybe it is difficult but it is still kind of shitty. So it's it's shitty for people think... that were looking forward. It's shitty for the people that pre-ordered. I know, like, I know it's like a thing now where everybody's like, never pre-order, but like, stuff like this doesn't help that case either, right? Yeah, like, yeah. it's it's like, less and less people will just pre-order now because you just don't know what you're gonna get. Like, and so how much do you think this is about the complexity of games? I think I've spoken about this before. What people expect from a big game, especially a sequel to a game that they loved that it has to have even more. And with Sky- Skylines in particular is a tough one because it, at release, was pretty basic. It was fun, yeah. but there really wasn't a huge amount to it. And the second one needs to I live up City to... I think City Skylines was a surprise success. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, And I think City Skylines 2 is a surprise failure. Yeah. Although it has, it's not really a failure. It sold so many fucking copies. Yeah. Like, but... But it's got it's got people are expecting an awful lot from this game at launch. And that is hard to live up to, to to encompass better than the original, which is tough because it's a, it's a, the best city builder there's ever been. So that's always a tough. I think they reach. did. A, I think they did a good job of kind of advertising before the game was launched, all the new features, which got people right. really excited. So their expectations were off of that quite yeah. high. But I don't think that they were unreasonably Hi, I don't think anybody expected, <clears throat> you know, 
anything vastly, vastly different. Of course, you expect improvements over the first. And I actually right, right. think at its core, I think City Skylines 2 is better than City Skylines 1. I think the mechanics one. for laying stuff down and yeah, connecting the road everything stuff, is really, There's a really lot of stuff good. baked into the core of the game that makes it a lot better and easier yeah, yeah. to play. And maybe, um, you know, like if you, if you took both games and you removed all the extras, like, I mean, if you took City Skylines 1 and you took all the mods and all of the DLCs away... It's not great. It's it's not it's not a a fantastic game. Like the 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 things that made it so good was that it had a really active modding community. Oh god, yeah. They released a lot of content for it over the years and stuff like that. And Cities Two could have had just a a a a less buggy core, and it would have been fine. It would have been it would have gotten boring. People would have just said, you know, well, you know, I'll come back to it when uh there's there's some dlc or whatever but the other problem is is that they they want to do their own thing with modding they not they don't want to use the steam workshop they want to use their oh, own really? thing and it's not ready and it won't be oh, ready for shit. months so nobody can even officially mod the game to to even try to help fix any of these issues so you're just kind of stuck with them and there's a whole bunch of them that uh at first don't seem so bad but the bigger your city gets it becomes more apparent that things aren't working mm. and that uh, there's performance issues and slowdowns and <clears throat> your 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 city just dies because basically the traffic AI. I mean, the it, it, traffic AI is never going to solve your your bad road designs, but there's a there's a balance in there somewhere as well, right? You you should yeah. still be able to have some flowing traffic, but like you've got people doing like a you know precision parking maneuver, holding up an entire lane of highway traffic. Like, you know what I mean? That you can't, it's, it's just, it's stupid things like that, that just kind of ruin it, you know? Like, oh, I want to complain, actually. I want to give a shit out, uh, which is the opposite of a shout out, obviously, a shit out to, to G4 security. Oh, uh, a couple of weeks, <laughs> oh, I saw this tweet weeks as ago. well, actually. Yeah, you yeah. saw this tweet. Well, here we go. I want to, I want to spread this a little more. Uh, this is Witten High Street. I'm off to pick my daughter up from from uh, an appointment that she's got in the in the evening. Off to pick her up. There's a G4 van parked practically on a pedestrian crossing just before it on the zigzags, which is against the law. In order G4 to go and, security, yeah, G4 security, G4. Are they the private like? Yeah, yep. um, yeah. They're the they, they're British the outsource pro- for all of the banks and everything. They've they, done loads of stuff. They're the guys with the blue. They do airport security, uniform. everything. Yeah, yeah. They're shit, um, and they're they're just like a lot of this private shit where it's just all budget cuts, and I'm sure the guys are getting paid fuck all, but their staff need they need a fucking word with these boys that go and pick up the pennies from Tesco, uh, in those those bags. Um, your your van parked on this location caused over a half mile tailback of traffic. There were bus drivers. There were people getting out of their cars to see what the holdup was. And I had, I luckily got behind this guy just after he'd parked and was able to get around him. And by the time I'd picked her up and was coming back, there was a half mile tailback. People literally getting out of their cars and shaking their heads and talking about what the fuck is happening while this Yahoo had parked up. It, it, there was a loading base plot for him to go into. I want to say it. If there are van drivers out there listening to the Triforce podcast, don't, I don't want to hear any fucking excuses. What is it? What is it with you lot and being lazy, unbelievably lazy bastards? This guy is not some Uh-oh. some overworked Amazon. Driver. I don't here. give a fuck. I will open that can. Why is it no, that you guys keep the can wherever closed. the fuck? You're parking wherever and just like fuck off, everybody. I'm in a van. I can park wherever. I want. No, you can't. No, you can't. You should be. There should be people going around with drones. Getting fucking tickets, drop airdrop tickets onto these fuckers. Because yeah. I, I am, I like a lot of road users. You could be a cyclist, you can be a pedestrian, you can be on a bus, you can be in a car, whatever. 
They are obnoxious. They will fucking stop anywhere. They will hold you up while they do their job as if their job is so fucking important. Oh, this, this person's Logitech steering wheel has to be delivered. Fuck off. Fuck off. Park and then get out. <laughs> stop blocking the road for the rest of us. G4 or other. Please stop. End of rant. It's, uh, don't look. It's probably just one guy. No, it's not. Who, do you reckon it's a guy who thinks that since he's joined this security firm, the rules don't apply to him? And it's like yeah. that, co- that thing that cops get where they get really... I feel like he's the guy who will quite happily pull over and block a bunch of traffic, but the moment he's inconvenienced in traffic, he's the asshole who's blaring the horn and he's he's out the window shouting and everything. They're assholes. They're assholes. And this is not, I mean, this guy, obviously, I think if you call someone security and put them in a uniform, they think they're a police officer. So they're like, the rules don't apply to me, mate. I've got to pick up these pennies from Tesco. So, you know, I've got, I haven't got time to park. Yeah, you have. Yeah, you have. And it's more dangerous where he's parked anyway. He's got to walk out into traffic to get back in his van. Idiot. Idiot. Anyway, let's move Uh, on. Most of these places have a, um, like a loading bay around back where, where these guys should be going anyway. Like you're, you're just pulling all this money right out onto the street. Like that seems a bit wild when you have like a secure loading bay at the back. And he was in there for a while. He was in there. Easily 15, 20 minutes. Maybe he was buying his dinner and stuff too. He's just doing right. a bit of shopping. Well, then he before can he fucking collect. park. <laughs> he can fucking park. He's not, he's not an ambulance. He's not a police officer. This is not some emergency. He's just working. He's just trying to work like the rest of us or get home like the rest of us. So have some fucking decency and uh, rub along with people in a nice I'm way. Looking forward to... Maybe that's the problem. Maybe he doesn't have I'm, anywhere I'm to go. I'm looking forward yeah. to the mailbag. No, there won't be. There will all be support. There will all be support. Okay, no, good. No, all right. Uh, Unlike Australia, my take on Australia, which I can tell you when we do the mailbag, oh, baby. (laughs) Oh, baby. (laughs) What was the take again? I don't remember. We'll talk about it on the mailbag episode. Okay. Because otherwise I'll start digging. We'll get into it. Oh, one reference. This is, this is, this deserves a a bigger, uh, bigger shout out to, I, I said, Lewis, when you were talking about being on a plane and blowing it into your uh, your nose while it's pinched to pop your ears. Yes. Yeah. You, you described that as the Valsalva maneuver, and I said that wasn't the Valsalva maneuver because I, I was used to that being a more vigorous thing. It is a, a form of the Valsalva maneuver. Right. So, so were, we're doing a shout out to fact checking, successful so fact. Shout out to the, to the nurse that and emailed And a shout out to parking where you shouldn't be parking. Exactly. Specifically van drivers, but yes. Nice. This Christmas, when you give someone a gift, you want them to enjoy it immediately. There's no long setup or batteries required or assembly that makes anyone frustrated. There's so many reasons that I love Aura Frames, but honestly, like the quick setup might be my favorite. I set mine up out the box. You start by downloading the Aura app for free, which takes no time to get the frame ready. And then you can set it to your Wi-Fi and get pictures uploading immediately. All your grandparents have to do is unbox the frame and plug it in. Super simple. Wirecutter called it the best digital picture frame. It's such a great gift, even for the most tech unsavvy people in your life. That's me. I'm the most tech unsavvy in my whole life. I do love my aura frame. Like genuinely, we uh, we we gave them to to everyone. Um, so my sister's got one, my mum's got one, and we could just like share pictures of the kids to it. And that like that's grand that's grandparent crack right there. You know what I mean? They love they're just that. like they're sitting there and suddenly new pictures pop up oh. and it's their grandkids. They're like, oh look at that, it's so lovely in their school uniform. And then you get a WhatsApp <laughs> message or a Facebook message saying, just received this wonderful picture of my fabulous granddaughter, <laughs> and they're happy and you're happy, and it's minimal effort. It is that's the way I put it. Minimal effort. That's the key, is the minimal effort. It's minimal 
minimal loves effort. Minimal effort. And it is it is genuinely very easy to set up. So uh, I, I we love the Aura Frame. Thank you so much. Give the perfect gift this holiday season by visiting AuraFrames.com today and get $30 off their best-selling frames with the code TRIFORCE. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code TRIFORCE. The frames sell out quickly, though, so get yours before they're gone. Terms and conditions apply. On with the show. Regarding um, controllers, there is a... This is one for Spiff, I think. If you're listening, Spiff, Yorkshire, Yorkshire Tea is selling a £150 yes. PlayStation 5 I saw and this. Xbox yeah, controller. I, saw um, I will not be purchasing that. Here's the description for the controller. <laughs> Try explaining that one to your wife, Flex. <laughs> <laughs> Picture the scene. You're facing down a boss with three heads and a hammer as big as a truck. Armed with nothing but a rusty sword you looted from a guard. Gulping, you look down at the controller in your hands, wondering if victory is even possible. And then you'd see it. The reassuring branding of your favorite team. <laughs> yes, you say to yourself. <laughs> yes. I can, I can do this. <laughs> oh my God, man. I, I love that. That's, that's great. Um, good, good viral advertising for. Yeah, that's smart. Uh, ever since Spiff wrapped his Tesla in uh, Yorkshire tea uh, livery, I have greatly enjoyed the joke. I don't know. It just feels so f- like Yorkshire tea. The branding is so old. It is Northern, old, like, isn't it? English-y. Man, they have not. It, they have not changed it in so long. It's just yeah. What is there to change? It's perfect. It is perfect. It's yeah, a great right. font. It's yeah. a great name. Yeah, um, it's a great brew too. I mean, you can't. It's my favorite. It's, Yorkshire it's so Gold good, is my yeah. absolute favorite tea. This podcast, there's the shout out for the episode. <laughs> there's the shout out. It's Yorkshire not the shit tea. Out. Yeah. Sadly, yeah, yeah. Um, I, so I, 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 there is a few products that I would, uh, I would like to have sponsor my stream. Yorkshire tea would be one of them. It's not going to happen because I don't drink tea anymore. Right. I drink coffee. But the other was Magnus. Did I tell you guys I reached out to Magnus? No. This was a no. few years ago. I emailed Magnus and said, oh, sorry, I, I, I Twitter DM'd them and I was like, hey, uh, is there any chance that you guys would sponsor my stream? Blah, blah, blah. They were like, no. You should have replied back and said, I'm never drinking your fucking stupid cider ever again, <laughs> asshole. So fuck off. This was, this was May 31st of last year at 1.12pm. Hi there, Magnus. Was just wondering if you were interested in any kind of sponsorship for my Twitch stream. I drink Magnus on stream a lot. And whenever anyone asks what I'm drinking, I tell them, delicious Magnus. This is all true, I assure you. Let me know if this is something you're interested in. Like, I did this as a joke while I was streaming. Within six minutes, they replied, Hi, thanks for your message. Unfortunately, unfortunately, we receive many requests for sponsorship each week, and we aren't able to fulfill them all. Best of luck with your streaming. Thanks, Magnus. And I said, is this an automated reply? And they replied, hey, no, it's not. Thanks. <laughs> Shut me down straight away. I was gutted. Nice. Well, well, at least you tried. Yeah, I was like, um, you know, this is a product I, I do use a lot and love Magnus and would be would love to have Magnus. The only stream, Twitch stream sponsored by Magnus I could think of would be hype. Yeah, uh, won't happen. Sadly, hey, I, at one point in uh, in my Twitch streaming career, I got an offer through to do a an a hashtag ad for Subway. <laughs> like, there's like some <laughs> new like big melt or something that was coming right, out, right. and so they wanted me to do a stream with like all of this fucking stuff on the screen like you know about the subway big melt and there's like some <laughs> slogan they wanted me to shout out every like 15 minutes and they, they wanted me to do a competition where people could win coupons to go buy a big melt and stuff and i thought it sounded so fucking funny and i was super up for it and then it just like never materialized i was i was kind of disappointed mm. it would have mm. been so good 
Oh my god, I love that. The idea yeah. that you're just plastered by yeah, the fucking Yeah, go buy adverts. a fucking big melt! <laughs> Every 15 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> oh man. Sorry guys, my new big melt's been delivered. I'm going to have to go pick it uh. up. It's like, oh. <laughs> they're constantly getting a big melt yeah. every half an hour. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> hey, so um, this Christmas, um, for the first year ever, kids want digital currency and subscriptions more than new games. Wow. They want V-Bucks. They want Robux. They want, they want, they want all those, all the, all the game currencies. And what they want subscriptions. Yes. What, like, like Twitch and YouTube subscriptions. 39% Fuck. Of, of, yeah. Of, of, yeah. Want, want That's sub, good want news. Man, 2024 is going to be great. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. I didn't so, think they're yeah. watching us. I hope, they, yeah, I hope those kids are watching me. So, uh, so they asked ten to seventeen-year-old kids in the U.S. what they want for Christmas. Seventy-two oh, percent said something to do with video games. Thirty-nine right. percent said game subscriptions. Because a couple of years ago, the all the rage was they wanted broadcasting equipment, right? To to stream or do yeah. YouTube or do they podcasts all get in or whatever. It. Everybody wanted to get in on it, and I'm I'm sure that's still the case. But I think people now are realizing that it's quite difficult right it's very saturated there's a lot of people doing it and it's yeah and essentially you there's can't a huge just barrier to entry streaming now. well Fortnite. no there's not really you can it the, the the equipment is cheaper than ever now right you can all get, right how about this oh, yeah. then. Really Refra reframe that as there's no barrier to entry yeah. but there is a big barrier to success yes gosh yeah that's what i meant yeah of course it's really but, uh, hard uh, to uh, i mean the, it's 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 always been hard but it's, i think it's easier than ever now to the algorithms are good at at picking up what is what what is good yeah. um and what people want and i think i'm not saying this is the case but i think i think it it, it does happen like like look at what tom bates did with his um really cool animations right. that sort of went separately viral on tiktok instagram and youtube it took different times to do it but it sort of blew up on each of the platforms right, separately right but lewis you're you're thinking of that's the success of that as evidence that, that, that the algorithm works, and I would agree with you. But what we're talking about here is young kids thinking that if they get the gear and copy other streamers, that they yeah. will make it. And that's not true. Some some kids are very, very talented. Though. Right, I mean, exactly. look at like, Tom, like Tommy in it. He was like 16 when he started doing this right. stuff and exactly. got huge, so huge, huge, huge. I'm pretty sure that all these guys that are successful, and you could look at them, some of them just had the right time, right game, like XQC blew up with Fortnite. Um, <clears throat> Dr. Disrespect blew up because he got into games like, like PUBG just when that was blowing up, but they also had something about them that set them apart from every other guy doing the same thing. And whenever people ask me how you can get into streaming, I, I always say the same thing. And bear in mind, I am not a big streamer, obviously. I'm a small streamer. But the point is, I can at least see what sets apart people who have much bigger audiences. And it's either that they do something unique, that they are extremely good at games. Because if you're a pro Dota player, for example, and you decide to become a streamer, as long as you're playing in those high level pubs and playing at a high level and are very good, people will watch you. But you have to have a USP. You have to do something unique or be bringing an audience with you from something else, um, from YouTube, yeah. say, or because you're, you're already famous. So I would say to all those kids who were saying, I want to make it as a streamer. And I've spoken to young kids about this. I want to be a streamer. I was like, okay, what are you going to do? Fortnite. I was like, all right, well, you're not going to make it. Like, I'm sorry, but that ship has already sailed. There are already huge Fortnite streamers out there. You need to think of something that sets you apart 
you either need to pick a game that's going to blow up and become the guy known for that. Yeah. Or you, I mean, frankly, like the Yogscast and Minecraft, the first big Minecraft channel, right? Right game, right time, right combination of guys. No one had done this before. It's it's very difficult to say you can just copy what everyone else is doing and you'll be a success. Because that's like saying, you know, somebody, a, a fucking superhero came, movie came out and made a bunch of money. Now everybody complain about all these studios just making superhero movies. And they're not all making it because it's saturated already. You need to be the first to do something new. That's what I'm saying. I think saying. you're right. That's the real success. But I think that people can make a living off being the second, third, fourth, fifth, tenth, fifteenth, twentieth of these. And there's plenty of them do making a living out of it. And you you know that there are more there's more room in Fortnite streaming than X for the next XQC. Oh my god. But you need to do so you need to do right? something like YouTube shorts, TikTok. That yeah, of, draws of course you have people to, to your street. You have, yeah, I, I agree, and like there's it, and do you know what? It's it's it, it's a very oversaturated dream goal. It's like you know, oh, I get to play video games all day. My favorite video games, mm. you know, all day. I mean, if you're, <laughs> it's uh, we're very lucky that we are able to be co- play whatever we want. Right, yeah. I mean, we we can play, it and we're very lucky that we're variety streamers. But like you said, a lot of people have to play a game that they hate. You know, you can see the sadness on a lot of these Hearthstone people still playing <laughs> those games. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But they haven't got a choice. Yeah. I, I, it, I read a story this week about a, a, a Chinese live streamer who died after streaming too much, apparently. Um, There's been a couple of those like, over the years. There's definitely been people who have overdone it, but they, all, they had underlying health concerns already, which, which you know, didn't, didn't help sort of thing, right? Like, yeah. or, or did help. I suppose in in finishing it's, them off, but yeah, I'm sure it's comparatively it's not exactly the most dangerous job to have. No, is it? Um, you're not a hot air balloon pilot. <laughs> no, without your weights either. Those brave. I don't know hot where I'm coming pilots. down. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's a weird one. I, I was thinking about uh, streaming. Well, I think about it a lot because I I, I stream a lot. But um, this weekend. Uh, it's my son's birthday, which means that uh, however whole, however old he is, and he's going to be twelve, is how long I've been doing like YouTube and Twitch stuff for. Yeah, twelve crazy. years, man. If I had to go out into the real world and somebody asked me what I was doing for the last twelve years, twelve fucking years is a long time to be doing yeah. anything. I think about this a lot. It, like, what if if this ended? all this stuff ended what what do i do like i go for a, a job and i'm like they're like what have you been doing for 12 years well playing video games and streaming i mean I, I assume that if i do get a job after this if i decide you know like let's say tomorrow something happens and i, I can't do streaming anymore i get cancelled or you know i decide it's too much or, or just nobody watches or whatever and i have to get a job i figure i would at least have a, a decent amount of experience being behind the scenes yeah and maybe i would get a job like that but I don't know. It would be it would be tough going to a Dota event. Just this as is one of our eternal fears. It's a- we all have this fear. Okay, a, a context, this, this is the conjugator's worst nightmare: is to go back, go and back work into in the real world. Yeah. Okay, but listen to this because I've always thought that this was the case, at least for me. During this twelve years, or when it was six years, or when it was five years, or whatever, I realized that something happened to me during that time which made me the ideal person to go back into the world of work. And therefore, I'm not scared of it. Because I think what's happened after doing this for so long... 
I, is I've, I've played, got the I've my got, city planning skills no, no, in no, city no, skylines. No, 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 you give me too much credit. <laughs> I've been somehow turned into the guy from Office Space. You know when he gets <laughs> hypnotized and then the dude dies oh. like before he snaps him out of it. I feel right. like I feel like for the rest of my life. I will approach work like the guy from Office Space quite right. happily as well. I don't think I would ever. I thought, uh, I thought you sweat. meant the guy. I was told I could I could play my radio with no, a reasonable no, no, volume. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't think I would ever sweat another drop uh, working now that I've d done this comfortably for like twelve years or whatever. Yeah. If I had to go back and work somewhere. I would not give a fucking shit. What are you are you saying that you've gotten away with it for so I long? I would turn up late all the all the right, time. But, but the, Chris, I would get fired all the time, and I yes. just wouldn't give a so shit. So what what you're saying is you've made enough money from streaming that essentially you wouldn't be worried about paying the rent if you got fired. Because that that's what you're essentially saying is that Pretty, oh I, I well, wouldn't give a fuck. It's like that's as, easy as, to say. Essentially, essentially, yeah. But still, even if I hadn't made uh, enough money, I would still feel the same way. Because <laughs> I don't know if that now would that work. I'm older no now that i'm older like you, they, like certain things you you just don't really care about anymore when as you, you get could older, go right? on fucking celebrity ice skating you could go on the celebrity <laughs> apprentice you're big enough for those fucking no shows, no sips, i don't want to do any of that stuff i i i just want if i had to go back and work like at a grocery store or whatever oh my god like it would just be it'd be insane like it might I, be nice it might be it nice would. working it's like a postman getting fine. up in the morning yeah like yeah going yeah to some papers oh my I god man. i told mrs f many times i would want a job where i just have an office and a secretary i don't care what the job is i'll do it it could be the dullest the secretary. thing ever yeah i want a secretary no sheila hold my calls like i just want that <laughs> button that you push. i want something <laughs> where i'm outside with a, just a bunch of guys swearing i don't care what we're doing <laughs> right as long as it we're like fucking animals out there you know mm. like just turning up and spitting and pissing in a ditch and stuff that's me i want to be there that's so what you want to work do. you want to be a builder basically i want to take a dump in a field and then just get right back to to slagging <laughs> someone off with the with the guys like a wolf whistling and parking your van in the street and <laughs> yeah. causing a tailback absolutely <laughs> The, the sad, the, I've got some sad news. I think I think one of my neighbors, um, one of my older neighbors died, sadly. Um, you think? Hell, man. You well, could have waited until we were on the balloon. No, no, this is moving on to this bit. This is, <laughs> Wait until after I, the podcast. I didn't know them, right? I didn't know them. But this is, this is coming back to what you're saying. The, there were some guys yesterday, big lads, clearing out their garden, like the back garden of this old fella. Yeah. And presumably, I think they're doing a house clearance of the house. These lads were cussing and grunting and swearing for like two hours. Yeah. And that that is what you're exactly talking. They turned up, they were all they 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 were all just wearing mismatched builder gear. One yeah. of them had a donkey jacket. One of them had a high vis jacket oh, yeah. for some yeah. reason. They all had weird hats. They all had a cigarette on the go, drinking cups of tea and they were like, oh, let's get to work. Yeah. Like noises like that while they're working. Yeah. You love that. I fucking love that. I want to Yeah, well they hate it. Yeah, but they they haven't been streaming for 12 years. That that's that's the big difference. I mean, I now I've known another life. So, you know, for me to do that now, I'd be like, yeah, this is great. It'd be like a novelty, you know. I mean, there'd be a honeymoon period probably after a year or two I'd be ready to move on, but after a week, you'd be praying in the garage again. <laughs> so Sips, we need you to have a look at this giant shit pipe. Uh, oh, I'm, the out. I'm out. I'm out. I, I just looked fuck. at one of the holes last week. Boring. I quit. <laughs> uh, oh, fuck.
fuck's sake. I'd like, I'd like it if you just continually got hired for some reason. And they, or they were all like, oh, we know this guy. This is Mr. Quit. He's like, I quit one week into every job. There he goes, quitting again. No, I feel what like, a dude. I feel like you got a better chance just not, not giving a crap, you know? Like, I, f- I feel like if you turned up somewhere. Playing hard to get in a job interview. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you got a job interview and you turned up and, and they were like, so why do you want this job? And you were just like, I don't really want it. I just. I have to work <laughs> and I just, you know, you guys asked me to come in. So here I am. But like, I don't care either way. So you like, have whatever. a very romantic view of, of, of I jokes. think they'd be like, this is the guy for us. This guy, <laughs> <laughs> this guy, this guy does. We can't make him give a shit. What's wrong? <laughs> we have to figure him out. And then they'd hire me. No, you know? mm. they, they think they could break you. That, yeah. do you think it's like a, a, a I woman think they who, want to break I can change people. him that's the that's and the, I think <laughs> I think when people come in and they're groveling they're like this person's already broken this is not fun for too us needy. Too, needy. too needy he too wants broken. it too much we're looking for people that don't want it so that we can break them you know like I feel like that's a, a thing at in the world of work I've seen it firsthand people th- some people thrive on breaking other people or at least trying you know so hey I've got a question <sighs> Uh, Lulu, I want a date and update. You had any dates? No, I've been on two dates this week. Oh, yeah. in one week, this guy, no. this fucking. Well, player. it's a week before. Jig- I know I'm not going to be able to see anyone for the next two do weeks. You, so. so, if you've got a couple of dates lined up, do you ever just sort of does it ever slip out? Like when you're talking to someone, you'd be like, "Oh, well, if this doesn't work out, I got another date on Wednesday." <laughs> so it doesn't no, matter too much. Again, feeding not. into what I was saying about people wanting to break you or whatever. Maybe that could be seen as attractive while you're doing your dating. If you just do you do uh, that pretend thing, like you uh, don't care. Yeah. Do, or do you do that thing like that old uh, sitcom trope where you have two dates at the same time and they're both yeah. very different and you have to drop between them? Like, I feel like know. that is an episode of Frasier. Oh, oh, 100%. Yeah. So were, yeah. the, were they with two different ladies? Yes. Uh, did, yeah. did they go well? Oh, sorry. I just assumed that they were with two different ladies. Yeah. Well, I think they, I think they both went well. Yeah. Like, right. Maybe. Have you heard back got, from either? What, what's my, what's your measure got, of success? I think, do you know what? Sex. I've become a little bit like <laughs> Sips with this. Like, it was like, I had, yesterday I had some, some. I came back from the hot air balloon. I was a bit late because it took like an hour and a half to put this fucking balloon away. Wait, we you had to help him put the balloon away? Well, we got, first of all, we landed a field, right? And so then we had to like move the balloon to like an area where we could, like, like deflate the balloon wait, safely. Wait, wait, wait. You Hold know, on, not you're, you're helping him do this. Well, it was only me, Duncan, and the guy. Yeah, but what in the fucking? Balloon. I paid for a balloon ride. I don't want to. I don't want to fucking work. I didn't for the pay for guy. the balloon ride. We did it's charity. Oh, fair enough. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, so, I wasn't in this fucking field. If so you we, ever we, had to go back to the world of work, do you think maybe being a hot air balloon conductor would be a fun job for oh you? Oh my god, is that what they're called? Yes, a balloonist, a, a, a pilot, I assume, a pilot. And inflation. I'm not a real pilot. Though. I I didn't want to knock. I I didn't want to knock call him. You get an A380 a pilot. pilot next to a a balloon conductor, and uh, and uh, you say oh, you're both pilots. I think that the the jumbo jet guy is going to be like, nah, sorry. Do you know what they're called? This man is not a pilot. Do you know what the pilot of a high air balloon is called? An aeronaut. Okay, oh, that's God. That's pretty. That's pretty tight. That's, that's like, like that's like 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 the sandwich artiste of uh, aviation. 
Yeah, that's what I, I mean, could you imagine going on a date and telling someone you're an aeronaut? And they'd say, um, ooh, what's that? You'd say, oh, yeah, I pilot hot air balloons. And they're like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Would you pilot my hot air balloons right now? <laughs> it's just uh, I'd, I'd like you to fill me with hot gas. <laughs> I'm attracted to women with large breasts for no reason at all. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking uh, hell. <laughs> oh my god. Man, if only the uh, guy um, told you that story instead of the one about the dude dying before yeah. you went up, you'd be you'd go up with such high spirits, you know? Um yeah, so anyway, um I I got my chores done. I was like I had to, I had to take some piece of art to be framed as presents. I had to go and pick up Wait, some for your stuff dates? from the costume shop. Yeah, so I was like, do you mind if we just pop in here? You were doing errands on the date? I know. You did That's dog shit, mate. It's a bit of a faux pas. That's dog shit. So you did that and you think that these dates went well? Yeah, I, well, they both want to see Well, you got some errands done, mate, so, you know. Jesus Christ. And I got the errands done. Maybe you're tapping into a niche, like, you know, like, hey, yeah, it worked out well last time, so I just saved up a bunch of errands to run on the date. Uh, no, because I feel I, I think that's there's a big turn on for you. <laughs> well, yeah, if, I, if I went on a date and my date was like, I just need to pop into the post office, I'd be like, why? Why? Like, I wanted well, to go and have a date, and instead we're like a couple already. Yeah, just, well, weirdly, the second the, the date I had yesterday, she she got into it. She was like, she was like, can I just pop in and do some shopping? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I helped her, like. Uh, like that would be a big backfire. Back. Where did she want to go shopping? Like, oh, it was the, um, the dildo store, the health food, health food oh, shop. Man. Health well, food shop. Health food, food shop isn't isn't that bad. Clothes shopping is no. It was just like a bag of though. coconut flakes and stuff. You know, with. You know, my uh, my son is old enough now where he will very loudly, audibly groan when. Uh, my wife says, can we go into this clothing shop to look at something? Oh, he's got that from the telly, though. Right? He must, yeah, but he's like, oh, like he hates it. It's so funny. No, he's right. It sucks. Shopping it with women suck. sucks. Sorry, ladies, but it's true. Oh, my God. It, I, well... went, I went shopping, actually, when we were in, uh, we were, when I was in Seattle, I had to pick up some things, and I bumped into some friends out in town, and I said, I'm just going to pop clothes shop, and they're like, I'll see you later. Within an hour, I've got everything I need, and I'm back at the hotel. And they're like, "You're back already?" I was like, "Yes." And I yes, went, I've been shopping. Because the way with we them. shop is, we go into a clothes shop. We like, "Oh, that looks nice." Oh, yeah. try it on. Nah, man, I got some me. shoes the other day. I I'll got, it, I got two pairs, two for one. Yeah. It was a, a sale on shoes. I've never had two for one shoes before, but I got two of the exact same pair of shoes. Oh. So when uh, one pair runs out, the other one's ready. Then you to go. normally get. Oh, two I, for would, one. I wouldn't have done that. No, I never do. I would have got two different ones. But, no, yeah. I didn't. Well, I would have got two of the same, and then another two of the same. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got an Ernest uh, wardrobe now. Ernest P. Worrell. You know, I got uh, the no. same, same Who's damn, that? same damn shirt. You know, Ernest Jim... P. Worrell. Yeah. <laughs> Ernest. <laughs> you yeah. reference that we don't know. Yeah. Oh, from uh, Ernest goes to whatever. Yeah, Ernest Actually. goes to camp. Ernest. God, goes they made to the a moon. lot of Ernest these. Ernest goes to to the dentist. Ernest scared stupid. They made Ernest goes to camp. Merry Ernest Christmas, Christmas. Ernest. Ernest goes to jail. Yeah. Ernest scared stupid. Ernest yeah. rides again. Ernest goes to school. Yeah. Slam dunk Ernest. Ernest goes to Africa and Ernest in the army. And yeah. then a TV show called Hey Vern, It's Ernest. And a bunch of scrap okay. films. Here's the thing. Ernest, right? Ernest's wardrobe is uh, seven copies of the same gray t-shirt. And he's got like a denim vest, I think, or 
maybe it's a jean jacket. I'm not sure. But uh, so, um, changing subject, Christmas presents. How right? dare you? I don't know if you've bought any yet, but I, I've, I haven't. And I saw this thing. I've, I'll post it in in the chat. But it's a Tiffany and Co line of Pokemon jewelry. Right. Mm. Okay. Now, some of it's costing up to like twenty nine thousand dollars. It's nuts. They're working with artist Daniel Arsham. <laughs> yes, that's that's the first funny part. Um, but the second part is if you scroll down to the to the P- the Pikachu pendant, it's got like diamonds encrusted in him. Yeah, right. but it kind of looks like he's got a skin disease. Yeah, it does. That's it does. Horrible. Yeah, it looks like he's got some some flaking, <sighs> some heavy flaking. It's like if if if, if like Chernobyl Pikachu levels had a of really flaking. bad case. Yeah of like psoriasis all over his body and you were like oh that poor pikachu um listen to the i mean we... the, you might think this is a bit of fun but listen to the statement my latest collaboration with tiffany and co is a combination of pop culture fine jewelry and art this is his statement awesomes pokemon has had an immense presence ever since i was a child and this capsule collection celebrates the influence pokemon has had in my work and my long-standing partnership with a heritage brand like tiffany both are inextricable from the cultural footprint of the past, present, and future. With my latest project, he would say project, with Tiffany, <laughs> we've recontextualized Pokemon, a nod to my 2022 A Ripple in Time project in Tokyo, to orchestrate a new narrative. With Pokemon and Tiffany itself, there's a sense of cultural permanence about each. So this isn't just a bit of fun. This cunt thinks he's done something serious. It's fun this, to Pokemon jewelry, you bastard. Isn't it the biggest wankery thing you've ah! ever heard? Oh, I hate it so much. <laughs> just oh, dive so into glad. it being a bit of fun. Just lean into that. Don't make out this as some cultural touchstone. Fuck off. You made you exactly. fucking stuck a bunch of diamonds on a golden Pokemon, and now you're wanking yourself off about it. Fuck off. Oh, I'm livid. <laughs> Me too. Well, good. It's the perfect place to end the podcast. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Everyone. Thank you so much uh, for listening. And fuck you as well. Fuck you, awesome. Right, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.